Hey guys, just wanted to come on real quick. This is a short Wednesday episode. We've had a really, really jam-packed week. Um, but we wanted to come on, you know, just say hi, catch you up, and share a little bit about what we got going on in our projects and our lives right now. Um, and then talk about maybe a little bit of our past going on. So that's sort of what we got for you in this episode. I wanted to also give a very, very, very special, special shout out to our good friend, Ben Folkwine, who recently just finished our new introduction song and closing song for our episodes. I hope you guys like that. You'll hear that here right now underneath this. So uh, without further ado, thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy this episode. Peace. Three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to A Humanistic Perspective, episode 17. I am Chad Castilla, and today I'm joined with... Jonathan Dufresne. And may I also point out that it's the 17th of February, and this is the 17th episode. Whoa, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that you're saying that, I'm looking down there. Wow, we have, we've had a busy, busy week coming off... What it felt like, like another extremely busy week. The week isn't even over, and it already feels like I've lived a month in this past week. Yeah, seriously. So much is going on. Like, so much. Like, it's so interesting. I just feel like now, like, news to me, whether it's just in general with the world or myself, Mm -hmm. I'm just, it's kind of like what Sean was talking about. I'm just so desensitized to it now. Like, I'm just, I feel like our generation is just used to having the most, and so much news just given to them at any given point, especially just things that are going on in our daily lives. Like, we're able to just process so many more different things that are coming our way. No, seriously. Because we experience it on a daily basis. Yes, and I, I've been having that phenomenon because of my, the, for the last two weeks, Wednesday and Thursday, I've been taking my insurance classes to finish my licensing in the state of Illinois. And Mm -hmm. just the amount of coursework and content I've been loading in a short amount of time, it literally made me feel like everything else around me was like, what the hell is going on? Like I had no, no concept of anything else. And I was just merely focusing on the task at hand. Yeah. It kind of feels interesting now. Just, I just love, it's so weird. While like the, while there's so much, I feel like negativity and I guess right now in the news, I mean, there's definitely more positivity I'd say with, how the vaccines are going and how COVID numbers are going down. But still, like, I'm just in general, I feel this positive energy every single day I try to, at least. Mm. You know? Yeah. Like, I, I, I would say during the uh, last couple months and, and during when COVID first started, I wasn't acting any different than I am now in terms of my positivity towards what's going on in the world or how things are happening. Yeah. Like, I, I've always sort of stayed pretty pretty neutral and positive towards all interactions in my life which i think is like really really good like that's something that my mind like my mindset was was uh developed and like processed at a very young age is like always be optimistic about the situation and so like exactly i i've realized that a lot about you actually i'd say i've i've always realized in any situation you always try to just look on the bright side just like the uh, monty python song yeah i try and look at it like from a real perspective and then on the bright side. No, every single situation, you're like, oh, it, it wasn't this, but it was this. You know you know what I mean? Like you yeah, try to you see ration it, it out. You see it from the entire perspective. True. You know? Not just the narrow perspective of negativity. You try to see it from the positive. Like, what can you learn from this? Yeah. If it is negative. So I'm so excited. We have tons of new in 
information and just news about the podcast itself in general. First off, I wanted to go in and talk about our good buddy, Ben Folkwine. Uh, shout yes. out to Benjamin. He's I, a composer. I miss you, Ben. If you're listening to this, I miss you. Yeah. He uh, just finished up for us, actually, um, a new theme song for, for the show, which I'm very excited for. This is going to be, I definitely have decided this will be our season one track song. And actually, Jake hasn't heard the finished product yet. So yeah, we're going to actually do, right now, we're going to do a playthrough and listen to it. We'll probably listen to it twice, one time just all the way through, and then maybe one time and you want to comment on it. Okay. And then we'll let, let, let the people listen to it when we hear it here. But by now, you'll probably have heard a little bit of it in the intro. But I'm still playing around with how I'm going to edit and cut it in for the show. But all right, let's listen to this. Ready? <laughs> yeah. Damn. This is good. I would expect nothing less from Ben, though. Damn. I love the guitar. Yeah, them. That was a nice lick. Yeah, that was. Very Chon-esque. Yes. I told him, I so when I told him to make it, because we've been feeling math rock so much, I was like... Could you make it like a math rock ass, but also whatever you feel like the theme of the podcast like feels for you. <laughs> it's so easy for him. It's crazy. Right. I said that to him too. Like we were talking about it. I was like, you're very adaptable. Like, and it's crazy. Cause like we were talking about like he, he hasn't even taken the time to necessarily, or he hasn't even had the opportunity yet to invest in the best of the best equipment. So like when he just gets his hands on even better equipment, it's going to be insane. Like oh, it's I'm already good. Like shout yeah, out to Yeah, it's really you. good. Shout out to Ben Folkwine, man. I yeah, I got to I got to I got to see him again. I got to go out to Cleveland again, honestly. Yeah. See all the people out there. For all you BW people out there, I miss you. I hope all you, you all you yellow jackets are doing well. It's just so crazy now. It's so it feels like a completely different self I was. Back like it college. felt it felt like when I came out here, I was reborn. When did you have senioritis? Did it ever come in for you? Oh, definitely at the start of senior year, I was done. <laughs> definitely the start of senior year. But after you go to a different country and experience it at, at the most beautiful time of the year, anything else just looks like It's dull. Crap. It's dull. You make, and you realize, like, mm. why have I still living in this small world that I've, you know... I, for me, it's like the confines of being on a, regi- a regime or a schedule that's uh, disseminated from a, a a plan or a theory that was developed mm-hmm. by a course administrator. I'm so ready to be over that part of my life. I'm. <laughs> you have no idea, bro. When you just have to just receive the diploma, it's like you feel like it. But my time, here's the thing though, like I learned a lot at BW. Mm. I learned a lot of amazing skills and almost all the teachers that I had, almost every single one I admire for what they did because they did a good job. Like that, that school has good teachers, but I feel like I realized more stuff for myself. Like I learned a lot of personal struggles, like struggling. I I feel like 
struggling is when you learn the most about yourself. And I feel like people that have always gone through struggle know the most about themselves, you know, or truly know everything about themselves or not everything. You can't know everything. And I think too, a lot of that has to do with they've, they've, they've faced a, a version of reality in which was presented in such a real fashion that almost that desensitization we were talking about happens in the regards to they become an adult you know yeah they do um, pretty immediately yeah they do become an adult and i feel like when when you become an adult you have to realize that you can't do the things that you've done for the for your entire life you know all, all the way up until you you become one I feel like when you become an adult, you have to become a different person. Not completely, but you have to realize that you have to change your mindset. You can't party all the time. You can't, like 23, 24 is like the first true transition for someone. For someone that's not going into a master's or going into, you know, mm-hmm. doing schooling for 10 years. And I think the thing too is some people think that once they become an adult, that level of fear or I should be, you know, like, they they settle almost like they become complacently happy with either whatever career level they're at or whatever they've established in their mind. They don't allow themselves to be propelled by a um, ever evolving fear, right? Maybe their fears should be changing in that because I think too, like a lot of that fear can be motivating if you if you exactly. look at it constructively. Fear is it a becomes great a motivator. driver. Yeah, fear is a great motivator. That's the reason why a majority of people that are successful have doubt, but that doubt is what drives Drive them. them. Yeah. This is because they know that they have those doubts. And I do too. Like it's like in high school, it used to be every night I would lay in bed and I would have so much doubt or I'd be so worried about my performance ability that I would just be running through stuff in my head and I wouldn't ever sleep. And I'd just be always running through stuff in my head. So I feel like there's always like, a, there's always a balance. Yes. I feel like. Yes. And college, college broke that in me. I was able to sort of, I think once I started journaling and really it took, uh, honestly, like uh, intro to entrepreneurship my freshman year that they made us journal there. And like, that was the first time that I really discovered the importance of allowing a pen to open you up and, and do that. And at that same time too, I had a, a great mentor in high school, um, Joseph Fitzpatrick, and he actually had given me a journal that th- even the journal I'm using today, and like he was like always like you know use this as a constructive way to grow yourself and and uh, as a way to like express yourself through your next chapter of your life, and there's something in like opening up and using those platforms that makes it so much easier. To, to just handle and 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 take care of all those internal self fears and doubts and i'm able to handle them in a lot more constructive yeah, way because when you put it in paper it's not in your mind anymore it's on paper right. and that's the beauty of it being out there because then you can see your thoughts visually they're not stuck up in here and they can't be and you can go back and say like else. i can't believe that's something i had to overcome or or you or know. think of yeah when when you really put life into perspective a majority of the a, a majority of the problems that you face within a year you're not going to have those problems anymore no, you're not going to be thinking about those problems you're going to be thinking wow i actually was really stressing out over that wow now look at where i am 
you know, th- when, when I look back onto all of the times I was in college stressing out over certain projects, like thinking this is the end, this is, this is my life, you know, it's like <laughs> now I'm like, wow, I can't, I don't even remember half the stuff I stressed out over in, in college. Right. Just because the amount of shit you're taking in daily, you're like, I barely remember yesterday's stresses. Yeah. And then when you add that on top of just how much we're constantly being fed news from all different sources and then you know notifications from social media saying oh this person liked your thing oh this person commented this bad thing oh someone oh so i'm going to comment as well and then i also have to deal with all these other classes and then i have to do with the lessons and then you know it's just i feel like the more and more that i realize the power of technology the more that i realize how it's making us become when you talk about this and when we talk about this uh, yeah, expedited I bring it up, society, but just... it makes me think like, what was, it, what does a human, like I would love to watch a TV screen that has two sides to it. One is a primal hunter-gatherer version of us and our species. And one is the version we have now. And I really would love to just watch for like a live stream for like days on days on days to really see and interpret like what is varyingly different and what is almost the same and just really getting to explore that idea i would be so curious to see what we've gotten rid of or what we what we've maybe lost that could have been positive from that time period i i agree i mean there are a lot of things that you know probably would stay the same which is uh the 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 biggest thing i'd say is probably our infinite appetite for distraction Mm humans have always had an infinite appetite for something that distracts us from what we're doing but before technology it was like oh look at that bird or (laughs) oh look at that tree or and i'm talking like the prehistoric prehistoric like before civilization but i mean people wrote letters back then that was your distraction like you wanted or whatever you know but it's 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 the fact that technology knew that we had that infinite appetite you know what was even more crazy? You talk about uh, two different versions of us. Mm-hmm. One that's primal, one that's in technology world. You know what's even more scary? Mm-hmm. Going, doing side by side of videos uh, from high school 10 years ago and videos from high school now. The amount of interaction you see lessens significantly when you look at footage. Everyone's just on their phones. Oh, you're saying like if you watch footage of people. Yeah, everyone's on their phones nowadays. Whereas 10 years ago, people had phones. But they were looking for like... But they were texting. Yeah. That's strictly it. And some people had iPhones. Even if you went to like 2000, uh, 20 years ago. Let's do 20 years ago. Not even anyone barely had a cell phone. If you had a cell phone, you were like crazy. Like that was insane. If you don't have a cell phone now, now they think you're insane. <laughs> Truly. It's just it's just interesting. I don't know. It's just always been in my mind because I just think that it's something that people need to be more aware of. How do you think I what is like like have we crossed a threshold where we can't really find a healthy balance by saying like hey guys, we need to go back or like do you think there's a point where people are like no, this is how it is now. Like we're just staying. A lot of way. people think that way. 
A lot of people do think that way, I'd say, because a lot of people would like say, you know, if you were to argue this to them, they would be like, oh, this is the same thing we said about TV. This is the same thing we said about radios. This is the same thing we said about telephones in general. You know, this is just the next thing. But the thing is, is I don't think people realize how much this is a changed society. And like, like my dad said, my grandpa Ross said is like, we can't afford our own technology, not only financially, but we can't afford it for the just ourselves. I mean, think about everything that you do nowadays. I mean, you said yourself, one of the first things I met you, you said, if this computer was gone, you would be gone. You wouldn't know what to do with yourself. No, seriously. Like just, I never thought it, that it would be possible, but buying my Mac really opened the doors for things I was capable of doing. Well, it's not necessarily things that you were capable of doing. It's because you could have done all the things that you do on all the programs and whatever. You could have just done them by hand. That's true. But you're degrading your own skills subconsciously to just use technology skills because it's much mm-hmm. better and much more efficient and much easier to use. I see what you're saying. I, I understand the premise there. I like that. Like, yeah. It's interesting. Just, look at it. It's just something that I've realized, like, I mean, that's kind of the reason why the 2008 financial crisis happened in a certain degree. I mean, when you think about how the, the, you know, there were, there were algorithms that were made to determine bad credit for certain loans, but that algorithm was not so great. And that's the reason why there was a lot of banks that failed. And I feel like the more that we rely on technology, the more that when it comes to an end, by whatever means it is, it's game over for us. Because we won't know how to function. Truly. Like if I took your laptop and your computer away for a whole week, what would you do? What could you get done? You couldn't go to school. You couldn't do your uh, insurance classes. What could you do? Couldn't make my marketing plans I'm working on. Couldn't, couldn't call anyone anymore. to do any contacts. Right. It's insane how it, it, it's interesting because people always talk about how much more efficient humans are, but I think it's the exact opposite. Think I we're think we're more dependent. I think we're we're just more dependent, and technology is just getting better. And because technology is getting better, we assume that we are getting better, but no, we're just becoming more and more dependent. Just like, you know, sugar. We we eat sugar all the time, and it's you know it feels good. And it feels like, oh, it gives me energy. It satisfies in the moment. It satisfies you in the moment. And then you don't think about the long-term effects of it. Speaking of long-term effects, also a part of our podcast and upgrading it recently, um, we just made a really nice investment in some new lighting equipment and also uh, some camera gear, which would be really, really exciting to um, add a new medium to our to our podcast so we can really be visual on YouTube and and just really help enhance um, the efforts we're doing with 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 the show on all of our social media platforms. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be a great it's gonna be a great direction for sure. I just want to say though too, it's a great thing that technology has become so cheap to do, because like the cameras and everything that we're getting, if you think about it, like thirty years ago, those probably never never could have happened. Never, I mean, you could have gotten you couldn't it, build a baby studio for a decent price. Yeah, at nothing at all. Yeah, it's it's crazy how advanced 
it, 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 it's very nice just for people that want to create. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like that concept too also makes it like now there's a way bigger pool of people who are shouting for attention. So how do you get heard in this large pool of screens? That's why, and it's, it, it, yeah, it's the attention economy to a certain degree. You know, I've, I, th- I think I've mentioned that before, but mm-hmm. it's all about just trying to see who, you, who can you get the most attention from. And, it, and it's a big pool. And, and that's the reason why I love how much competition there is out there. It's beautiful. Competition breeds innovation. But then, but then you think, well, the top five, there really isn't kind of competition besides them, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of those type of companies. Truly. No one could even come close to them. So it's like an interesting dilemma we're in where there's actually been no more. You know, it's actually interesting. In the past year, more small businesses have been applied for than ever before. Yeah, that, that's so interesting to me because I, I don't see any. I feel like I don't see more businesses popping up in my community. That doesn't. Well, that doesn't mean that. Well, that doesn't mean unless that. Unless they're all B2B, unless they're all doing business to business sales. And like, yeah, that's why you're not seeing them. But. What states? I wonder. I wonder if there'd be demographical inf- info to yeah, show the breakdown. Hold on, of that. I have a. I saw it. I saw it come up. In the my... meantime, I wanted to talk about. Um, I've been working on for the last two weeks our marketing plan for Prismatic Site Management, the company, um, which has been really exciting for our upcoming season, starting here, um, come April. But the campaign, of course, we're starting in March. Uh, come through April all the way up until next December. So it's been a hefty undertaking, but I love like big picture tasks. It's almost like a puzzle, right? Like building out a marketing campaign for a whole year from the beginning is like finding the borders of the puzzle and then slowly working your way inside and filling in the middle until you got the perfect picture. But yeah, it's basically putting in, well, yeah, it's like putting in all those corners and then the center and then you just then have to figure out how to expand out. Yeah. And it's been so cool to see like, all right, what am I, who am I going to leverage in my community in order to do, you know, collaborative, uh, collaborative efforts? You know, how am I going to arrange to make sure that I'm making the most presence, but also value to the most amount of people. And like, that's the biggest thing is spending um, the amount of time to think of something unique every day for every platform. Just yeah. sitting there and contemplating on that takes a long time. But, oh, it does. but even just then it's like, I also have, I've been doing a lot of budgeting and a lot of uh, reaching out to figure out who's going to be help helpful in building my essential basics that I need, you know, because w- it's not only just about building out our marketing campaign. Really, me and Ethan are working del- tirelessly on putting together a really beautiful brand. Like, like that's all that matters, though. Exactly. And that's what people care about is exactly. a brand that they can I know get behind. Ethan and our executive team from an operational standpoint has the capacity and capability to offer and render the best services needed in order to make us a high player in the game so what does it take after that to stay at the top having good brand having good brand having a brand that people think people that think people think think highly it's recognizable in the community it's established you know it's caring it's all these things like doing that takes deliberate intentional effort and i'm so happy because last season i really felt like we didn't disseminate the tasks um, in a way that made it manageable for me to launch further efforts into how we're building our brand mm-hmm. and doing that. But now really that we've hired and we've been able to grow this year and, and build out a team that we want, 
it's insane what we have in store and what we're oh yeah we're doing for that company and like even today just the relations like are we're are quoting out for our new vehicle fleet style that we're going with to um sort of oh yeah that that's oh, gonna look amazing it is it's, it's gonna, gonna, gonna be insane. so cool yeah just you guys have no idea you guys have no idea i mean ethan uh, we want to sit down and talk about this but we're coming up with a model that we're going to generalize our fleet into three specific types of of uh vehicles and sectors and within those each w- each will run and operate in a specific way but in that process we've been contacting you know a bunch of dealerships and go- calling around doing this and that well, Ethan freaking today got connected with our, our dealer down in, in yeah, uh, he told Oklahoma me. and got him connected to the head of the freaking dis- distribution factory. For yeah, Ford and all yeah he told me about that. I thought insane. that was insane. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be beautiful to see what that relationship could foster for both Silver Wings and for what we got going on with Prismatic. But Yeah, because he got the point of contact for the Mobility Works guy as well. Correct. Yeah. So Which is that, huge. It's just crazy. And like to think about, what too, when you're talking about the like accessibility of technology, like me, the last two weeks, my marketing plan I'm building, everything I've done, I generated and created in like in Excel and Microsoft Word. Like I love it. I know those suites so well. And they've be- they've made me a more effective task creator and, and manager. And then like for Ethan too, like the phone, just the ability to have this digital device that connects you to a wavelength to someone else in the world can lead us to so many unique unique opportunities. And it's like, how are you going to leverage every second that you have on the line with that person? Especially, yeah. I feel like people need to understand that they can use technology to become successful in whatever they want to do. It's all about like what you guys always talk about, personal brands, personally branding yourself or branding whatever you love to do. Mm-hmm. If you love to knit or if you love to crochet, make crochet. an Instagram page. Go and hard. Just, and go hard and then sell them if en- enough people are following. Literally, my friend Claudia that I um, I went to uh, the, Itali- the Italy program with, she has an Instagram page where she does that now and she actually has customers. Like, you can do so much in this era. People don't understand, I feel like, the capabilities of brands in this day and age where everything is about getting your attention. Mm-hmm. What can get? What can, what can I do to make you stop and look at whatever I am posting? Another really big realization that I've had this week, well, just over the last two weeks is, you know, like I said, I've taken my life and health and property and casualty classes for um, getting licensed to become an insurance agent in Illinois. And throughout that process, it's been a lot of like reading, you know, like um, case scenario based questions that, you know, right. and that makes where sense. you have to understand the laws or the interpretative information that's been laid out and like just spending so much time doing that has been so fun. Like I really love like learning and seeing how you can be effectively used to to build out the best policy or like how this like insurance is so useful if you understand and know what you're getting into and why you need that policy yeah exactly i mean you you talked about with me re- uh, recently like you want to go into like law potentially as well or is maybe yeah like i could see like maybe when i turn like 30 or 35 if like i've i've been successful or done the things i've wanted to do maybe transitioning and going back into into a a uh, law degree and like the the areas that right now i would see myself doing would be probably copyright law 
but you'd have to take the bar you'd have to take the bar regardless though yeah and so like that's where like over the last two weeks i've crammed over probably like 72 hours per property casualty life and health and just like the amount of endless days and nights of just trying to learn material retain and then be able to disseminate based on scenarios or disseminate law based on you know true or falses or truths and false falses true and false but based on true or false thank you it's been a long day um it but yes indeed that's it's it's tough it wasn't my forte in high school but now that i'm much older i find it amusing very yeah. amusing and I, I can't wait to really see too like so I got, oh, this happened too. Pearson View, they're the testing center. They give out, you know, your bar exam, your oh Illinois gosh, State exam, all these other things. Well, I was going to do my testing in uh, Chicago on Wacker Drive at their facility there. But somehow I just got kicked out. It was like, oh, all of a sudden your spot's no longer available. We can't do this. I was like, shit. So well, uh, I think it was due to COVID-19, right? Yeah, it said due to COVID-19 that they were closing down that test. And so then... I had to scramble and find a new facility. So now I'm testing two weeks later than I was planning on it, which is a little bit of a blessing in disguise. I'll get to test, I'll get to practice a lot more and be, be really, really tight and ready. But uh, yeah, no, I have to go all the way up to Madison, Wisconsin now to do my test. Oh, you're gonna have to, s- you're gonna have to stay the night somewhere then. Pri- the pri- night prior. Maybe I might just get up really early and just, you know, go to but bed. But it's at really eight early. o'clock though, right? Yeah, I gotta be there by eight. How far away is Madison? probably what we probably got like a two and a half three hour drive so you're gonna get up at 4 30 correct le- you're, no you're gonna leave yeah. by 4 30 because you gotta give time no yeah i'll definitely case. probably leave by four why not just go up the night before and get a hotel so that way you can sleep in and just be ready for it maybe i'll have to think about that one i could potentially do that i mean it's just a suggestion i mean i just want no i want to make sure you pass yeah thank you man i i might do that I it depends on how the weather looks on what I would do because if I'm ready to go for the test me going to bed early the night before and getting up and driving there is not well yeah that that means if you go to bed early though that's the thing but yeah I know I'm super super excited too um just everything that we've got going on is it's been so so exciting like it has we're, we're trying to close this real estate deal that's been I've been loving the ins and outs and learning how all that works and just uh really figuring out how to how to set up and properly finance the project, h- how to leverage this and that, how to split up your square footage per, you know, revenue stream or how to really price out for every dollar to every specifically for Green Tree? Yeah, for Prismatic. Oh, for Prismatic, yeah. Yeah, so we've been working on that too. I've been really my day split up so far has been really heavy like Prismatic all day. And being in my Zoom classes for BW, and then transitioning to insurance stuff. How have you? How how have you? How would you rate just the online version Ooh. of school? A this realistic, semester, it's realistic. Don't don't hold back. I think this semester it's like way better than it was last semester. Like figuring it out the first semester was not that good, but now that they have the strong systems and processes in place, it's really straightforward it's not too bad at all and like the only thing is is like on the online schooling makes you want to read the books more for me rather than participate in the classroom 
in the classroom I'm there to double check and verify what I'm teaching myself but a lot of what I'm doing is just you know really reading and making sure I'm comprehending and I like I like again I too I really like doing papers like I just like getting to really yeah I like being assigned. I always thought that papers were like your enemy in college when I was with you, you were always like... They were when I was younger, when I didn't plan. But now that I, I can pretty much write... Like, I'll write all the bodies of a paper on the day that I'm prepping my paper. And then I'll go back when the paper's, like, almost... Like, like when I need to keep working on it. And then I've pretty much got the whole thing flushed out. So then from there, all I want to do is add more content. So it's less stressful. And it's like, I've definitely split up how I handle my workflow for that. Mm, but I see. Something about sitting down and really thinking and contemplating on how I'm going to express my thought before writing it makes me happy. <laughs> it makes yeah, me Yeah, it makes you me think that good. it's always hard to start a paper. I totally agree with that. But if you get the body done, you get the main ideas out there yeah. that you want to achieve, then it's just about filling in the blanks. It's it's like everything you do, it's like uh, you're trying to solve a puzzle. You're trying to just fill in all the spaces. Yeah, so we've got tons of really cool guests coming up too i'm i'm gonna be shooting, oh yeah. shooting very very an episode excited here with just landed another person today Ooh. like r remember we talked yes yes do, do you want to maybe say or nothing yet no nah, i mean he will be i mean uh it has to be the end of february the, the the last week of february deal what's maybe could you say one thing that this human being did he was a naval aircraft pilot in iraq during Operation Desert Storm in the 90s, he's flown the fastest planes on the planet, or at least the fastest planes that were the fastest planes at the time. Yeah, that's a little little cliffhanger there for you. But I don't know. I'm getting a little hungry. I'm very tired because I just came out of, you know. Yes, I'm very hungry I as literally well. just came off. We're recording this off seven, seven hours of an insurance class, and I just took two tests with 50 questions each yep. and then i just came here and sat down i was like all right we gotta jump on this and i also have been working since 4 a.m and it's <laughs> what time is it now oh it's 7 a it's at 7 p.m so that's about what 13 hours? no it's actually uh 16 hours i think or 15 it would be 15 but yeah thank you guys so much for uh joining us and listening here this friday we have another amazing episode for you guys we're going to be interviewing one of our good friends, and he uh, is is part of his father's business, and I'll, I'll let him sort of explain that, and then he also trades stocks. So we're excited to have that on for you guys, and, and uh, have a great week. Yep. Peace. Peace.